0: Hello, welcome to another Mlex podcast. My name is James Paniki from Mlex's Asia Pacific team. It's great to be with you again this week. Now, even if the word ad tech doesn't mean much to you, you'll no doubt be familiar with the concept of advertising popping up on your screen when you type something into a search engine or are simply clicking around on social media. You'll also know that every time you search for something or click on a link, your data is being collected to help target advertising at you. Globally, Google and Facebook are the two companies that dominate this market, and the UK is certainly no exception. Which is why the publication of the UK Competition Regulator's final report into ad tech has attracted plenty of international headlines, and may even pave the way for future regulatory steps in other jurisdictions. Of course, for now, it's all a thought bubble. The report is purely a recommendation to government, yet it should be enough to sound alarm bells with big tech companies back in the US. We'll talk about some of the regulatory proposals that have emerged from this document with our reporter Victoria Ibitoye in just a moment. But first, for an overview, I'm joined from London by Simon Zakaria, a senior MLEX reporter who covers antitrust. Now, Simon, what were some of the big ideas, some of the big themes that emerged from this report?
1: So uh, this was the Competition and Market Authority's final report from its market study into online platforms and digital advertising. And it launched uh, the study uh, a year ago. And it, it was basically designed to assess the general ad tech market, but in particular ended up focusing on the market power of Google and Facebook, and how that affected um, a whole range of different issues, from competition in ad buying and ad selling to um, ad data management, platform interoperability, and other things as well. And it's an enormous uh, document. It's a 450-page report, so you can imagine how much it covers.
0: Yes, and so Facebook and Google weren't necessarily meant to be the target, but they ended up dominating the report. Is that is that right?
1: That that is right. Yeah. So it, it was it was supposed to be a general uh, look at the ad tech market, but obviously because of the market structure, because of the the heft of Google and Facebook, it ended up more being about them than than anyone else. And, and for the UK's competition agency, this this market is is a very big deal. It, I mean, it's calculated that uh, the UK spending on digital advertising was around seventeen billion dollars last year. So you can understand. The significance of it uh, for competition
0: regulators. And 80% of that $17.3 billion went to Google and Facebook. So it's they clearly, the two platforms, have a very significant uh, stake in this. But what were the actual findings of the report? Did they suggest that there was, in fact, an abuse of that market power?
1: They did i mean the, the 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 conclusions were very very difficult for Google and Facebook. essentially, the CMA said uh, that their size in the ad market is unassailable and so couldn't pre- proceed unchecked uh, and so basically the report said that the, 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 the in a sense the foothold of these two companies is too great, basically thanks to their huge user numbers and their data accumulation uh possibilities or potential. And and so this is really also about the basic structure of these two companies. These are two free platforms, essentially funded by ad clicks. And um, for me, the the, the, the CMA's chief economic advisor uh, spelled it out best following the reports. He essentially said that these two companies are the best at building digital ecosystems. So uh, if you think about Google, it's got a core search engine monopoly it's got a browser in Chrome, it's got a mobile operating system, uh, Android. It's got video streaming through YouTube. And so for Facebook, it's got a core cool monopoly in social media. Uh, it's got Instagram messaging services, etc. So the CMA's overall message was that all these platforms are beneficial to consumers, that's great, but they also protect the company's monopolies and extend their power into different markets. And this is all bad when it comes to advertising muscle.
0: Now, Google and Facebook have always bristled at the suggestion that their uh, that their large market share amounts to a barrier to entry for competitors. They always say that data is free, it's open, they don't own it. Uh, have they been uh, putting up this same argument in the context of the UK review?
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I mean, from their point of view, they, they they've put their line in the sand very early on. That they basically say, look. Our products and services are welcomed by consumers. they're very popular. they produce benefits, and they also stimulate pro-competitive innovation. Um, and they say uh, uh, that it's a fast-moving space and that they have they have intense competition. And essentially, what they also say is that we we're getting our house in order for, so for some of these very difficult issues, say for example, data accumulation data portability the way that they use consumers data from uh, ad clicks for example uh, they say that they have made big strides to take that into account and uh, improving the way that they handle that so for example facebook with updates to privacy controls uh, etc so so they defend their turf uh, very strongly and uh, the pushback is, is is very is very high
0: Okay, Simon, we're clear on the problems that have been identified by the report. What solutions yeah. are being put forward?
1: So what the CMA is saying basically is that the uh, current digital markets enforcement through competition consumer data protection law isn't fit for purpose. So there needs to be a new regime under a newly created digital markets unit. And that would be backed by new legislation. So. In a sense, the CMA is coming up with recommendations, but it it is passing the buck to the UK government. It is saying, we don't have the tools to police this properly. Please do something about it and help us, uh, and and help uh, police it through new laws. So it came up with several recommendations for this digital markets unit. It said there should be a a code of conduct to govern the behavior of the platforms. Uh, uh, Platforms with strategic market status is the term that it uses. The, the, the unit should have the power to make interventions, be it through search, social media, data management, all these different issues. So that could mean, for example, that Google could be forced to give up its search data, uh, Facebook as well, uh, uh, to give up uh, some of its uh, data, and also increase interoperability with other platforms. Um, on the preferencing issue, which I referenced previously, it said there must be regulation of default for posi- positions. So for example, in Apple's iPhone, a Google search engine is the default setting, and the companies pay billions of dollars for this kind of access. That There needs to be greater regulation of that. And very importantly, if all else fails, the CMA said these companies could be broken up. So, for example, in Google, that could mean separating off its ad-serving business from its uh, main operation.
0: And, and that is something that Google would oppose, obviously, because they have always... the the digital platforms have always objected to any uh, suggestion that they should be broken up or there should be some degree of ring fencing of their different businesses, right?
1: Exactly. They they say there is nothing structurally uh, wrong at the moment with the way the market operates. Uh, The CMA, they say, doesn't understand how the ad market works, its complexities, its dynamics, and they say that there needs to be no deep structural change. And obviously, this is going to be a huge issue coming up ahead. Uh, this is kind of like the nuclear option that the CMA wants to, to give to the uh, new regulatory regime. Uh, and it is a question of will it be used? Will it, uh, will it be harnessed by uh, uh, the new authorities? Mm.
0: Simon, thank you very much for your coverage on this. Let's uh, talk again soon. Thanks, James. Simon Zakaria is an MLEX senior correspondent covering antitrust from London. And listening in on that conversation is Victoria Ibitoye, who is also in London and is one of our antitrust and M&A correspondents there. Now, Victoria, you looked at the regulatory coordination initiatives announced by the Competition and Markets Authority following this report. Uh, So this is their suggestion that different regulators will need to work together more than they have been. Tell me something about that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That. Um, so, basically, alongside this report, um, the CMA put forward or announced a number of initiatives that really signalled its intention to work more closely with the communications regulator in the UK, Ofcom, and the uh, Information Commissioner's Office, which regulates privacy here in the UK. Um, And Simon has mentioned um, some of the initiatives that come from that. Um, He's touched on the digital markets unit already. Um, And that was really the the headline news um, that came after the report. And that was um, essentially the Competition and Markets Authority calling on the UK government to develop and create a pro-competition regulatory regime um, to regulate companies like Facebook and Google that are funded um, by digital advertising.
0: The Digital Markets Unit, would that be within the CMA or would it be a separate regulatory body?
2: Yeah, so that's a really good question because the the Digital Markets Unit is actually, as as I understand it at present, it will sit within this pro-competition regulatory regime. So the DMEU was actually first proposed last year um, in an earlier report by Professor Jason Furman and the CMA's Digital market studies, essentially it, doing its own take on this, this debate. Um, So it does seem as if the ball is in the government's court to essentially mandate this DMU, but also do it in line with the CMA's proposals. So just on the, um, the major coordination initiatives that the CMA has announced to help spearhead this DMU unit, um, the Digital Markets Task Force um, was first announced back in March by the UK government. And uh, alongside its report, the CMA put out a call for information asking companies and interested parties to submit views on uh, a range of different uh, questions about online platforms and the dominance that they enjoy. Um, and the idea is that that task force will begin work on advising the UK government as to the scope of this pro-competition regime when it does eventually set one up and it's due to put publish that report by December. And the second um, key regulatory um, initiative that came out uh, shortly after the report was published was the establishment of a digital regulation cooperation forum. And that is just a new joint working group with the CMA, Ofcom and the ICO to facilitate open dialogue and joint working. So the message really was that um, they're really keen to work together on this.
0: So what is the significance of the increased collaboration among these three agencies?
2: I guess the main um, message is that it sends a clear signal that they will be working together to tackle this challenge um up until now there's been a lot of ambiguity as to the extent to which they actually were working together um given their somewhat overlapping aims um of course the digital question comes into play in privacy and also in communications so at least now we know that um going forward the idea is that they will all um share ideas and they're all uh work together to take on this um overlapping challenge but it will actually be interesting to see how this actually works in practice because I mean the Information Commissioner's Office um, ICO and the CMA for example have somewhat different approaches and um, the ICO looks at privacy from a human rights perspective as well as um, the concepts that run through the competition regime so they will need to sort of strike a balance and th- that may give rise to some some sticking points.
0: Well, well, let's talk about those sticking points. What uh, what might they be? What uh, are likely to be the uh, the key priority areas and the areas of conflict?
2: Um, I think data will be a big one. Um, I think that will be both a very very important key priority area and also um, an area that could potentially give rise to some controversy um and that's really because um data was some of the more uh the data reforms were the more ambitious and i guess controversial proposals to stem from that report um and there's still a lot of learning and education that needs to be done about the way tech giants and customers actually use their data um to give the cma some credit its report actually does make a head start on um, raising and addressing some of those concerns and those problems. It, it found that um, on average, customers visit the Google privacy page for 47 seconds and actually don't really engage at all with the way their data is is used. Um, but the proposals, particularly uh, from the CMA, um, it's it's proposed this idea of data mobility to give customers more control over their data and allow them to, in in the long run, move their data and determine what happens to it and I mean it sounds great in theory but it's still a very very new market Um, and some of the players that currently exist to facilitate that such as these personal information management services firms um, they are very very green so the proposals will require um, long-term work and I guess a key sticking point with the ICO on that would be making sure that privacy protections are still maintained and Uh, customers still have control over their data, but it doesn't lead to unintended outcomes um, with only the big platforms able to actually really benefit from that kind of initiative.
0: Now, Victoria, of course, all of these recommendations, uh, it really uh, will fall on the UK government to decide what happens next. So what might be the next steps in this process?
2: Yes, yeah, it does. It it is really on the the ball is in the UK government's court at the moment. Um, And I think at the moment, Google and Facebook have given very, very brief responses um, to the to the final report and we're likely to get uh, fuller responses for them from them. Um, And that will have to be considered by the UK government. I think the Digital Markets Task Force, which is advising on this pro competition regime, Will inform a lot of the government's thinking um, and of course they're not due to put out their report till December so we may not see anything significant until then um, but I do think it does look like momentum is building um, and it's no longer a question of if there's going to be new regulation for tech companies but but rather when and what kind.
0: Victoria thank you very much for joining the podcast have a great weekend.
2: Great thanks very much good to talk to you.
0: Victoria Ibitoye is an MLEX correspondent based in London. And that's it for today's podcast. We'll post some of our coverage of the CMA AdTech report on our website, mlexmarketinsight.com. That's M-L-E-X marketinsight.com. I'm James Paniki, Asia Pacific Senior Editor here at MLEX. Thank you very much for your company. I'll be back in your podcast feed next week at the same time. See you then. Bye for now.